everyone, and welcome to episode 9 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast, where we talk about games, movies, and our opinion on such other matters going on in the entertainment business. My name is Barry. My name is still Craig. And luckily, it's still Craig. I yep. was afraid it was going to change like you changed the review <laughs> on nope. uh, Doom Eternal. That was one time. but we're gonna go ahead and start off with the news there's a lot of stuff to talk about especially this week in general with everything uh happening so for me the first thing is going to be the assassin's creed valhalla uh cgi trailer was released and it it looks like a good game i do have to admit the day before the cgi trailer came out there was like this eight hour like photoshop painting reel of them revealing what the setting was going to be yeah and much like the pokemon event to reveal one like pokemon i think it was the alolan version of ponyta and it was like a 12 hour stream it's not needed <laughs> we don't need <laughs> it was already pretty much well known too that it was going to be viking related so i don't think anybody was surprised yeah, and especially considering that the poster in Division 2 had a picture of a Viking on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they originally thought it was going to be Ragnarok, which, you know, the, Ragnarok is it's about as close as we can get here to, to Valhalla, both being rooted in Norse mythology. Right. Yeah, I mean, it was, I, like I said, it wasn't a surprise to anybody when they announced it. Um, CGI trailer was just that, a CGI trailer, so it doesn't really give you any idea of gameplay but gives you the idea of setting yeah and it's nice and we're going to be going into you know they've mentioned that you are going to be a viking trying to escape the harsh winter and you are going to be traveling into the english you know medieval times which is why there's knights and everything right like that so i i think it's a cool setting hopefully uh it all hopefully this game combat is what should is what it's going to try to bring me in i really don't like the recent uh assassin's creed and how ba- how much they're based in loot scores mm-hmm. so i'm hoping that maybe valhalla tones that down a little bit they did say you could be either male or female it was up to you to choose but it's not like the past assassin's creed where it was like a brother sister thing it's just you're either male or female it's the same name for the character regardless of which one you pick so that's a little little yeah. bit different yeah, and I can't remember the name of them off the top of my head. Yeah. I, I hope I hope the game just has, like, I love Norse mythology and I like Greek mythology too, which mm-hmm. I should have tried Odyssey, but hopefully that this hopefully this game is rooted in a lot of that, much like the the other games were with, you know, gods, goddesses, Apple of Eden, and all that other yeah. convoluted Assassin's Creed story. <laughs> and they did drop some photos of gameplay today on ign um obviously we're waiting for actual video but the, at least from the photos kind of gives me a breath of the wild type feel like the the uh setting okay so, very green <laughs> so again we have to wait to see it in motion but these were you know screenshots they were saying from next gen consoles which again it's not in movement so it's hard to tell but it looks okay yeah, and just another reminder to everybody to if you're in if you're interested in The Last of Us Two, I would stay away from any type of chat. I was not watching uh, the live reveal, but there apparently somebody was posting Last of Us Two spoilers <laughs> yeah. in the um, 
in and itself. So if, if you're a Last of Us fan, I think it's just best to stay away as uh, as much as you know, I want to be able to watch all of the live game stuff and comment on it. I would I would hate to be spoiled by uh, to be spoiled by some random idiot that wants to spoil Last of Us 2. For, yeah. for a lot of fans out there i honestly think it'll be a miracle if i can make it until the release of last of us and not have anything spoiled i'm gonna try but i highly doubt it's gonna happen yeah and considering events and we're gonna talk about them like the summer games fest and the uh xbox conference that's going to be on may 7th here on thursday mm-hmm. it's all going to be it's it's gonna be hard to do it but we're gonna try our best yeah, I mean, I think your best bet probably with like the Xbox event is maybe to watch. You might be able to stream it on YouTube and turn comments off. That might be the best way to do it. Yeah, either that or like full screen the picture so you can't yeah. see the comments. Yep. You know, there's going to be ways to do it. But with The Last of Us 2, I'll just mention it real quick. It was originally posted that it was the leaks were by a disgruntled employee. Mm-hmm. Apparently it was not confirming to Sony. Sony says that they have confirmed that it is not an employee that did it, whether or not it is or not, we'll never know. Right. And that the Sony is handling the leak internally. So, uh, you know, it's, it's too bad the game got leaked and whoever did it, it kind of sucks. Yeah. But with crunch in the gaming culture and everything you hear about, producing at the last minute uh it, it would it wouldn't surprise me if if something like this would happen to other game studios yeah and i mean i was kind of it kind of made sense when they originally said it was a disgruntled employee that you know got mad maybe about working conditions but they were pretty quick to get out there and say that it wasn't um and also as of you know when we're recording this which is monday the fourth it did go gold so i mean it's done it's ready to go out now it's just going to matter of how uh, of how many shippings they can get out of it. You know, I right. I pre-ordered my limited edition, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to get mine. Mm-hmm. But the the regular copies of the game, it may be the same thing as the Final Fantasy VII remake, where it's going to be could be difficult to find some physical copies out in the wild. Right, and it could also, I mean, Final Fantasy VII now you can get a copy of. It seems like it's fairly easy too. So it may be the first couple weeks it's a little tough if you didn't pre-order it unless you just buy it digital and then once you know a couple weeks go by we might be fine but again this is a game that you're going to want to get the day it comes out and get through it especially if you manage to navigate the spoiler thing for the next how many weeks so you probably don't want to put it off another couple weeks yeah uh <laughs> what do you what do you have on your next um next move? a couple small ones they released some screenshots for uh, Lord of the Rings Gollum, which I had no idea that was an actual game. Neither uh, did I. But it's a game for next-gen consoles, and they just released some screenshots today. Looks interesting. It's a stealth-type game set in the Lord of the Rings universe, but it's not the movie universe. So Gollum looks a little bit different, but you do get to play as him and kind of sneak around and, I'm assuming, cause chaos. They don't really say too much, but I hadn't even heard about it until I saw the pictures today. So, I, I mean, I guess add that to the list of probably launch titles for next gen. Yeah, uh, that I've never heard anybody tell me, hey, I really want to play <laughs> as Gollum. I've right? never heard anybody say that. So I, I'm interested to see how far this game actually goes. If it's stealth, a lot of people like stealth mm-hmm. gameplay. 
but um, playing as Gollum has never crossed my mind in the entire existence of watching Lord of the Rings and playing <laughs> Lord of the Ring games. Never have I thought, yo, I, I want to be Gollum. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like I said, the screenshots look okay. It does kind of seem like one of those launch title games that comes out and is just complete garbage. But, you know, obviously we don't know until it comes out. But I'm not too hopeful on it. I just thought it was interesting that we're starting to see some between this and Assassin's Creed, we're finally starting to see some uh, next-gen stuff. Uh, and also tying into what today is, which is May the 4th, they released a bunch of info on the LEGO Star Wars game, the Skywalker Saga, that's coming out this fall. Um, so it looks like they're doing over 200 playable characters, and I think they said five missions for each movie in the series. So that's quite a bit. So okay. I'm not... I don't usually beat Lego games. I usually end up buying them, but this one definitely interests me to go through and kind of play all those, all the movies. Um, seems like it could take a decent amount of time to get through. Yeah. Those games are always fun, especially if you're into couch co-op with a friend and just mm -hmm. doing stuff like just doing a whole bunch of maniac type stuff, whether it's blowing yourself into little Lego bits or uh, <laughs> playing the cantina theme song uh for hours on end yep and again that's another you can't really have a launch of a new system without some sort of lego game around there so i'm sure that'll be there too i would assume it'll be for last gen and next gen you would think yeah yeah i think it definitely has to be for both whether or not they're anything different i, I doubt they will be i yeah. I imagine you'll probably see the same amount, the same performance on both systems. Yeah. I don't know how good a Lego game would do in 120 FPS. <laughs> it's that smooth Lego bricks. Yeah, it's the smooth <laughs> swing of a lightsaber, which they've always made so smooth. <laughs> uh, another quick one, too, is that they did some uh, data mining and they found a possible new map for Call of Duty Warzone that's supposed to be coming out with the next season, which would be in like 20 odd days or from now. So, you know, I'm about due for a new map. I'm getting a little tired with Warzone. So looks like it's going to be coming just in the right time. Yeah, I wonder if it'll be more inspired on the blackout map to where of there's a lot of green in mm -hmm. the current Warzone map, a lot, a lot of trees, maybe you take a page out of the uh, the Blackout series and make it, or the Black Ops series, and make it more of like a desert type feel, yep. and not so much of just a mishmash of your <laughs> maps from Modern Warfare One and Two. It seems like from what they found, it's going to be based off of. Uh, I know you played more of the Spec Ops missions than I did, but the the one Spec Ops mission that was just kind of a survival mode that it was yeah. in the desert area. It seems like that's what they're basing it off of. So yeah, more of a desert theme. Yeah, I definitely think it could be a lot more fun doing something yeah. like that. So uh, as long as it's done right, and as long as it's uh, not super buggy, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to a new map. I think we need it. Oh yeah. What else you got? Of, I did mention it a little bit before, but we now have been... We're starting to get into gaming like release and announce season or trailer season here now that we've gotten through a lot of the AAA games early in the year. So Xbox is going to be doing a games event on May 7th here on Thursday. A lot of it is expected to be third-party titles. We mm -hmm. don't expect to see Halo Infinite or uh, the, I, do, I don't think personally we're going to see a, um, a, another trailer on... Uh, 
Hellblade, uh, the uh, the game made by Ninja oh, yeah. Theory with Setsuna's Journey. Uh, Setsuna's Journey. So, I it, I'm expecting a lot of third party games. I I would be. I'd really like to see them do something, uh, maybe announce the next Forza game mm-hmm. because that game's always been released on a two-year cycle, whether it's going from Motorsport to Horizon to Motorsport then Horizon. So next in line is supposed to be the Motorsport series. But maybe I'm hoping they realized how good Forza and how popular Forza Horizon's been and that they just start to make that more of a two two-year gap franchise. But uh, not not up to me. Yeah, I I think they like the idea of having both because I mean I know me and you aren't as big a fans of the motorsports side of it, but I know there's still a big fan base for it, especially with the uh, PlayStation's version, Gran Turismo not doing as well as of late. So mm-hmm. I, I would I would think they would stick with it, and that's also a good. Those are always good games to show off tech of new consoles. So. It would be really no surprise if that was a launch title or close to a launch title. Yeah, Gran Turismo, and I did really like that game on PlayStation for as much as it was. I just found the VR mode a little bit lacking. Mm-hmm. I definitely think racing in VR is definitely like a, a future that people really want to dive into, especially racing fans. So once once that kind of stuff gets better, I do think more of the realistic racing type stuff is going to be a lot is going to be a lot more common but with both of us you know we like need for speed and horizon we like the backstreet racing type things where i'm not really into doing 200 laps on the (laughs) uh on some italian raceway with curves uh with curves out the wazoo so (laughs) yeah so i guess we'll wait and see i hope you know if they could give us both that would be nice but i would almost bet money that we get a motorsport first before another horizon yeah, they also did announce that gameplay for Assassin's Creed Valhalla will be revealed during that time. Mm-hmm. So I, I am expecting to see some sort of exclusive deal with Assassin's Creed and Ubisoft. I would probably definitely see... We haven't seen anything from Watch Dogs Legion yeah. since last June. So I expect them to be showing gameplay of that because that's this next Watch Dogs game is one of the quote-unquote premiere games that is supposed to be for next gen due to all the amazing tech that it has it would come full circle then too because the first watchdogs was a launch title for xbox one yeah it was so that'd be cool yes and when it comes to other types of third party type stuff i I will we maybe I'm, i'm hoping to see more stuff with whether or not it's square enix there's talks there is one person I read that says they're going to be announcing something Kingdom Hearts. Be, now that <laughs> now that Kingdom Hearts can be on the Xbox, uh, due to due to all of the games are now being ported over to Xbox as well. Right. So I'm I, I'm interested to see what happens uh, with this, and I will be watching that very intently. You think we would get something Kingdom Hearts already, or do you think they announce it and it's a couple years off? I, I I expect an announcement in a couple years a uh, couple years off. The thing is, is with there's a lot of rumors with the Kingdom Hearts series that it's going to stop being in the Disney franchise because Disney is so hard to work with mm-hmm. when it comes to them protecting their own IPs. So I'm I'm maybe expecting this to start going. You know, Kingdom Hearts starts going into if it's the same thing where we're going into other worlds, maybe they're going into 
Final Fantasy VII world, Final mm-hmm. Fantasy X world, and things like that. Because um, you already have those characters in Kingdom Hearts already. So maybe taking them to their original worlds and getting to, you know, experience a, di- a whole different type of story with those games, Square can probably make that work and uh, at least make it very interesting. I'm okay with that as long as it doesn't delay me getting more Final Fantasy VII remake. So, yeah, and and Square uh, Square Enix is a big company, so I I'm gonna go with they have multiple teams working on a lot of this stuff. Yeah, true. And then the Summer Games Fest was the next thing that was announced by Jeff Keighley, who also uh, hosts the Game Awards every year. Who he's a very prevalent figure in gaming for the most part and just expect because there's going to be no e3 expect a lot of sites like ign and i I believe it's GameSpot, if i'm correct that they're going to be doing these events where they're inviting other developers to come and announce their games on a live stream uh just because that's kind of the world we live in right now is everybody really can't go out and prep these events so it's just easier to do a presentation online yeah much more controlled for sure yeah that'd be interesting to see i know nintendo had said that they're not gonna have a nintendo direct around the time of e3 like uh, all the other people you know microsoft and sony i think had stuff planned for sometime in june so maybe they do something there instead yeah you have anything else on your list no that was it so I'll just go over then a couple of the smaller things I have mm-hmm. of the announcement date for uh, Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima have officially come out. We have Last of Us June 19th and Ghost of Tsushima July 17th. Ghost of Tsushima, the Insomniac developed game, or no, it's Sucker Punch. Sucker Sorry. Punch, yeah. Sorry, it's Sucker Punch. Uh, has, it was was the one that was affected by all this and pushed back. I'm going to go with that has something to do with Sony not wanting Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima competing with each other, especially considering that none of these games are like 100-hour J or 50-hour JRPGs to be playing. So I definitely think a little bit less than a month is probably enough of a gap between the two. I'm just, I'm really interested to see if this affects Ghost of Tsushima at all. They're the ones being pushed back in order to make room for the last of us, I believe. And I'm interested to see if people who normally would have gotten, you, you know, they're coming between a month of each other. And for a lot of people, you know, you're, you're buying one game and then you usually wait a couple months or wait to the holiday season. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how this affects uh, ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. I think most, if they're going to pick, most people are probably going to pick last of us because they know what they're going to get as opposed to a game that they don't really know as much about. Um, obviously, you know, people like us, we're going to get both, so it doesn't really matter. But I think, if anything, it doesn't really hurt Last of Us at all. Yeah, and, uh, like, The Last of Us, I think, is still going to... It's a matter of the known quantity versus the unknown. Right. So a lot of people have these super high expectations of The Last of Us too, and people are going to put all of their money and everything into The Last of Us too. With Ghost of Tsushima, we've seen some, we've seen a lot of trailers. We have kind of tidbits of information, but I'm with a game that's coming out in two months almost. We don't know a lot about it either. 
Have we seen uh, any gameplay yet? I don't think so, right? So we we've seen gameplay of the game, but mm-hmm. we don't know how the game like controls in a way. Yeah. The I I believe it's meant to be like the most fluid action that you could possibly have where it's you know, you're pressing a button but it's not going to prompt you and the the counter isn't going to prompt you. You have to like know when you're supposed to block a person's move or parry it or counter it kind of like how Sekiro doesn't tell you Mm -hmm. when to block you just know that okay I have to block it right before it hits me so like a more forgiving Sekiro then yeah maybe I I definitely see it definitely being a lot more forgiving uh, considering we already had a Sekiro type game last year right so yeah probably probably don't need another one I mean realistically Last of Us is probably for most people going to take them less than a week to get through. Um, so a month between is going to be more than enough. You would think. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I really hope both of these games do super well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the more people tend to buy and get into the Sony exclusive, uh, exclusivity games, the more Sony is just going to continue to pump these games out and make a lot of people happy with them. Uh, so I, I hope that Ghost Tsushima does well, not just for uh, Sony, but for Sucker Punch. They, uh, I really like the, the the Infamous series that they did, and Second Son was a launch game on the PS4. Mm-hmm. So I'm just hoping that they uh, that they continue this and they continue to maybe uh, grow, and that this is a worthwhile game for the wait that it's been for uh, Sucker Punch to release another one. Yeah, and. You know, these console generation, it's kind of been obvious that Sony's the one putting out all the first party, you know, single player experience type games. And, you know, Microsoft kind of spent the entire console generation this time buying up other uh, companies. So uh, me personally, I'm kind of hoping that when we get to next gen, we start seeing Microsoft trying to at least fight a little bit to get some exclusives, because right now it's all been Sony. If you think about all the big games coming out this year, like we got Final Fantasy done, then we're going to this, then we're going to Ghost, and Microsoft has nothing. <laughs> so hopefully they come out swinging. Yeah, and they definitely need to come out swinging. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, these systems are going to release supposedly, all be albeit rumors are supposed to release by the holiday season. So twenty twenty one has to be year has to be Xbox's year to get all of these games out and Mm -hmm. if they're smart they're gonna space them out enough to where you know people get to enjoy it and then go to the next one because that's something sony has always done you know we have you know yet this isn't the best example but you know persona 5 royal and then final fantasy came out and Mm -hmm. you know there was enough of a gap to where people got to enjoy both of those games. And I think last year or two years ago, they did the same thing when it came to God of War and the original Persona 5. So there's all of the... You don't want to release everything just at once and overwhelm people. Overwhelming people causes them to create a backlog and then not finish games, which is not what you want them doing. You want these people playing these games all the way through no matter what. Yep. Yeah. So we wait and see what happens with Microsoft. And then in the meantime, we just enjoy all the goodness that Sony's giving us. Yeah. (laughs) So we now move on to the games we're playing. And Mm -hmm. now I know your section's a lot more diverse (laughs) than mine. Yeah. But I will say uh, everyone expect a 
uh, spoiler epi- spoiler podcast on Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm-hmm. I finished it late Sunday night, and we're going to be going into spoilers, the gameplay, the story. I think you're going to have a really unique uh, perspective on this with me, who's really only played Final Fantasy Crisis Core of the Final Fantasy VII series, and with Craig, who... Final Fantasy VII is one of the most deep-rooted games into his childhood. Yep. So now that means you have to go back and play the old Final Fantasy VII. And I have the PlayStation <laughs> Classic, yeah. so I was thinking about it. I, I, I was literally just thinking about it. I should just plug it in and maybe give it a shot. <laughs> because I I have a feeling the game's date, how much it would date itself with its graphics would kind of steer me away from it. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm invested in these characters, I think there's a good chance that I might actually beat it. I do feel like going back to it now without any nostalgia would be hard for you, though, just because, I mean, the gameplay is is not aged well. The story's still fine. Like, that's never going to change, but it's just hard. It's a hard game to look at. It doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah, but that's, uh, you know, it's it predates itself to Minecraft days. True. <laughs> Minecraft type graphics and polygons. So true. So we've got to save all the Final Fantasy VII stuff for another a separate podcast, so this doesn't end up extremely long. But yeah, and the, yeah, just just wanted to mention that. So just look out for that uh, podcast. We will be uploading another bonus, and if you guys are lucky, you're also going to see another one with the reaction to uh, to the Xbox. Uh, uh, game event on thursday mm-hmm. we may not be re- reacting to it live only because we both still work so it may be something that you see a couple days later not on thursday or friday but uh we'll see if you guys if you guys want to see it let us know on uh, twitter or email us and we'll we'll try to get it out as soon as possible yeah absolutely and you if play. it ends up not go, go ahead uh, no go ahead if it ends up not being major, like if the games just end up being crappy, then we'll just save it for a podcast episode on uh, uh, episode 10. Don't say it like that. That makes me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> These games are crappy. We don't need to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope not. I hope that's not the case, but I have to keep an evil evil le- uh, a level head here. I mean, the, the thing is, is it's going to be very hard, you know, for everybody. For If they're putting out gameplay video, not everybody can stream in 4K. So not everybody's going to get to see exactly how good it looks. So I think they're also going to have to rely on some of the other tech. So maybe switching between games. So you have multiple safe states and that kind of stuff. Maybe they show how quickly the games load. A lot of that would help too. Besides just, hey, it looks pretty. Yeah, it would be nice to see maybe. Uh, I know we probably won't, but like the UI of the yeah. system and how the whether or not it's going to be a big change from what the Xbox uh, One X is right now in the Xbox Series. I'm interested to see maybe if we get a glimpse at that, only because it's it's different. It's supposed to it's supposed to be new and refreshing, you know, yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. So anything besides Final Fantasy VII for you? I do have a pretty big point on Ghost on uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I've All put right. a decent amount of hours into it, and I can say a little bit more about it. But I wanted to let you get into oh, maybe God. some of your smaller <laughs> games before right. I uh, before I went on that. Yeah. So uh, Streets of Rage Four came out on Game Pass this week. Uh, if you have any type of nostalgia for the previous Streets of Rage, it's a lot of the same type of mechanics. It's an arcade brawler along the lines of something you would have wasted all your money on in the arcades back in the day. Um, the game itself, the art style is 
exceptional. It's very well done. It looks good. It plays good. Um, controls are fine. You know, you have your basic one button for punch. You have your jump button that you can jump and then hit your punch button to do a kick. Uh, and then you also have a special, which uses part of your health to use. Um, but yeah, the art style is good. The music's great. Um, it's a very good game to co-op with people if you want. Uh, it's definitely, for me, it's, you know, it's on Game Pass, so I didn't buy it, but that's a definite buy for me. Um, unless you just don't care about Streets of Rage. But even then, you should at least try it out and see what you think. Um, it's something you can mess around with with friends. Uh, I wouldn't. It's not something I'd probably play by myself all the time. But, you know, couch co-op, online co-op, all that kind of stuff keeps you entertained. Um, also, on Game Pass, they dropped Deliver Us the Moon, which I know was on PC a while ago. Uh, this game, I'm about two hours in. I checked, and it looks like it's five, six hours long, so not an extremely long game. It's kind of a puzzler. Basically, you're an astronaut. They kind of start the game and say, hey, you know, there's a colony on the moon that went silent. We need you to go investigate. And you get on your rocket. You go up to the space station. You check out the space station. Then you go down to the moon. It's a lot of finding recordings, reading stuff. It's a lot of puzzles. Uh, I haven't encountered any enemies at all, so I don't know if there is maybe later, but it's been kind of a nice, like a creepy atmosphere, almost like a, I would say kind of like a Bioshock, but without enemies. So if you're okay. into that, if you're into that type of thing, it's definitely worth checking out too. Um, and then also just get this one out of the way a while back. I know I had told you that I had bought a bunch of games on a whim. And I finally checked out Past Cure, which came out a while ago. And all I'm going to say about that game is it's complete trash and don't waste your time. And that's all I'm going to say about <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm not, I, I can't even explain the game to you. It's just absolute garbage. So, <laughs> I mean, I didn't pay a lot for it, so it's fine. I'll spare you guys if you see it in a bargain bin somewhere. Just don't, not even if it's a dollar, just go ahead and pass on that one. <laughs> Save that dollar for a candy bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, probably, you definitely get more enjoyment out of it. <laughs> I have a couple more, but if you want to go through Ghost Recon. Yeah, so Ghost Recon Breakpoint, this is going to be my pretty much review and feelings on the game. I'm going to straight up tell everybody uh, that th this game is not a buy and it is not a rent. It oh, is, man. It, you... You aren't getting this game to play by yourself is is my main theory on this. I've had this game since release. I was very excited for Ghost Recon Breakpoint because I thought Wildlands had a lot of potential mm -hmm. that it just didn't reach and that Breakpoint would reach that potential. I expected too much of them, apparently. <laughs> uh, this The game is you. You get stranded on this island. You're the only survivor in this helicopter crash. And you're, you're, it's you against the island. You are doing everything you possibly can to survive. Uh, but this game is very frustrating on, on my, it was very frustrating on my own, even with a sniper rifle, even trying to stealth it out. It's not a game that really wants you to run and gun through all of the enemies. It wants you to take, uh, I believe it wants you to take a more subtle approach where you snipe out the, all of the outside guys and then maybe run and gun with whatever's left in, on the inside or the, the inner workings of a complex. I'm playing the game now with a friend of mine and I'm now seeing where this game has potential and where it could be fun. It's, 
you know, we're just making cracking jokes at each other while playing the game of, and we're making each other laugh and enjoying our experience with it together. But when I was by myself, the game flat out just isn't fun. Mm -hmm. It isn't, it, it's not like in wildlands where you take control of, or you have three CPU teammates and you get to command them and to, and have them do stuff that that's not what breakpoint wants you to do you're on your own and you have these constant surveillance you have drones you know that'll randomly be in your area and if you don't get down that drone's going to set off an alarm and send people to your area there are stealth bombers in this game that randomly roam the area that you're in as well so if you don't get down and cover yourself in dirt they're gonna <laughs> drop a red flare on you send a helicopter in and then you have to fight that and it's it's especially infuriating when you're on a stealth mission and you're trying to aim up, you know, one of the seven people you have to headshot in order to not set off an entire alarm. And the, the drone is what catches you. Uh, I get the immersion point of it. I get you're supposed to, you know, feel like this island's against you and you're constantly on your back as you're supposed to fight against this island. But especially when we're trying to do stealth missions or trying to do other missions and it's constantly happening when this stealth bomber is constantly showing up, it gets a little bit more annoying than I'd like. And the fact that you're on a stealth mission, stealth bomber finds you, uh, drops a red flare. And now I got to fight a helicopter while not setting off the people I'm hunting. <laughs> so that's, <Okay>. that's <laughs> the it, really, is it, ahead. uh, if you had between one to three more people to play with you is four, four's the max, right? In a party. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So if you had, you know, two to four people, is it still a pass for you? Or is there enough fun there that you would recommend at least trying it? It, it, the thing is, is this, this game isn't like mindless, mindless fun. You want to, you know, I, the friend that I invited to play this with me is someone who is tactical, who okay. wants to, who finds fun in completing an entire mission and not getting shot once and then looting all of everything else uh, that's in the area. So for me and my particular friends, I think this game is fun with another person. Mm -hmm. I would get it on cheap. I'm not paying $60 for this game. I probably wouldn't even pay 45, which I know <laughs> is the current price. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, this game was 15 bucks. Yep. And for 15 bucks, this isn't, you could find a lot worse games for 15 yeah. bucks and that was, and a lot was, older games. That was right around the time that they did the update, right? When it went cheap. Yeah, and that's yeah. exactly what I was about to mention mm -hmm. next. The Ghost Recon Breakpoint in the early time of this game being out was more like The Division, where weapon had loot scores, your armor had loot scores, and I had just finished The Division after this game. I didn't want another game like that. So they recently came out with the Immersion Mode, which takes away a lot of the HUD, takes away a lot of the clutter, that usually comes with uh, the map, the objectives in this game, and also gets rid of the loot scores of your weapons. So you get a weapon, it has certain stats, you can then better those stats or worsen certain stats with attachments. And that's that takes away a lot of the micromanaging of the game 
and is making that a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. I also appreciate that they've now introduced a friend's pass to where if your friend downloads the trial version and I have the full version, that player that I invite to play with me on the trial version can have access to the entire game. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I like that idea. So even if people are on the fence and maybe they hear what you're saying and like, oh, I should check it out. You know, find a friend who already has it. Save yourself the money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, make some friends. And <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure if you went online to a Ghost Recon Breakpoint subreddit and you were to go, hey, I want to try this game. I downloaded the trial version. Who wants to let me in? Yes. You will probably have tons of people who want to try to get you into this franchise and have fun. Yep. Because, like, me and my friend are just having fun acting like a bunch of chads. <laughs> in uh in this game and ubisoft you know people uh, of the ghost recon tom clancy team if you guys could release a dlc i will pay twenty dollars to make my am- <laughs> to make my ammo just natty light cans that's all i need uh it's just to, just to role play the biggest chad <laughs> <laughs> that's what the game that's all it needs to make it game of the year I mean, we give, can get we can make it pretty easy too literally all you have to do is anybody who's interested in the game you just email us, and then I will give you Barry's gamer tag, and then he will let you all play for free. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't wait for the flood of friend invites now, and especially from people that I probably will never meet or want to talk to. Yes, but uh, go go ahead. You know, Craig has Craig has all my info. If yes. you guys are dying to play with uh, with a podcaster that's struggling to make ends meet, please there we go. I mean, we both have it, but by all means, just annoy you. Yeah, just to annoy me. We 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 won't send you Craig's invite. No, nope. it'll be. It'll, I will sacrifice my gamer tag for the greater good. Yep. I don't know what the limit is on friends, but we're gonna test it on the Xbox at least. Yeah, and and I need more of them, so we'll <laughs> we'll that's get how, there. Yep, that's how we set up our uh, our play dates for uh, the community. <laughs> play free games. Yeah, <laughs> All you right, don't so, have to buy anything. <laughs> so it's yeah, maybe we just set up that everybody can game share with you. So you just buy all the games, and we'll all we'll all just leash off of you. I, I'm the master <laughs> account, and I have like 17 kid uh, kid accounts that I'm sharing with. Yeah, I mean that that seems like it would work. I I, I imagine everybody else would be happy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what was the final verdict? You said don't buy, don't rent. <laughs> Nope, don't buy, don't rent. If the game is fifteen dollars, uh, no, don't even. Just find somebody who can give you the trial version buddy pass. Just okay. do that. Okay, I like it. So find Barry to play this game. Uh, it doesn't have to be me. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, I guess we can talk about Animal Crossing since I finally played it. Yep. Uh, so Animal Crossing is a game. <laughs> uh, it, I'm. It, is it a game? Is it a game? I, I can't decide if it's a game or not. It seems more like a second job at some points. Um, I'm having a little bit of issue trying to figure out what to do. I did just get a house, but I only have one room and I have to pay off Tom Nook before I can expand again. Um, I have figured out, I guess, the basics. You know, I have my net, my fishing pole, my slingshot, my... Uh, a flimsy axe i believe right is the first one you can craft there you go you're getting there you're you're a pro yeah um i haven't gotten to the ability to form the island at all yet so i'm still waiting on that but i it's hard for me to 
you know, want to play that game for more than 10, 20 minutes at a time, which I know they don't want you to play it forever every day, but I see a lot of people saying how much they play every day. And I just, I, I can't see what they're doing. I guess the whole going to other people's islands to sell turnips, but I don't even have turnips yet. So I don't even know anything about that at all. Um, one of my, actually my brother-in-law put a picture up yesterday that he had, and I, I don't remember the name, but it's a cat. Uh, with like glasses that showed up on his island, who I guess is a big deal. I have no idea, but he was pretty exci- <laughs> he was pretty excited about that. And I'm just over here like I still don't understand half the stuff when people talk about this game, and that's probably because they have hours and hours into it. And you know, I'm a weekend playing about maybe twenty to thirty minutes a day. So I don't know. I I'm I'm just waiting for the hook that everybody else seems to have and I haven't gotten it yet. So maybe I just need to play more. And I know you stopped before you got the hook too. Yeah. Well, like I, I was on the hook. I'll admit I was playing the game <laughs> for, for a while every day, but you know, games that are a lot more engaging came out games mm-hmm. like persona five and final fantasy. Both of them came out and I, and I, I originally wasn't going to get animal crossing, but the the game was being sold out in mass markets Mm -hmm. the that you know that that kind of publicity for a game you know you have to give it a shot and i get the appeal of this game um but it's just that you know uh, if i want to be more engaged and not feel like everything's a chore in this game and in animal animal crossing it's a chore to get on for 20 minutes and shake down every tree, mm-hmm. catch every butterfly, avoid the wasps, collect <laughs> my uh, co- uh, collect the fruits, smack the rocks, collect yep. the rocks, <laughs> make something out of rocks, yep. and then dig holes, dig more trees, dig more fruit trees, find yeah. fossil, appraise fossil. <laughs> like it's not nothing. I'm mentioning here is this exciting. Ad- adrenaline rush that you're gonna get yeah i have to wait three days for my trees to grow i could get a fossil and it's something i already have so there's there's the point where it's i get where people like it because it's repetitive it's a schedule type thing but i i want to break the schedule of my normal everyday (laughs) life which is why you get which is why i play all these other games yeah and I, i i give i give a Animal Crossing, the merit it deserves in being this game that attracts non-gamers. My brother's girlfriend bought a Switch just so he could play, and just so she could play Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. My brother bought a Switch just so he could play Animal Crossing. <laughs> so it's this system seller that people want to play, yeah. but I don't, you know, I know my brother's taste in games. He's he's not playing Animal Crossing as much as he once was. He's on right. his computer or playing PlayStation. So, you know, it got it reeled in the the Switch fans who were hesitant to get a Switch mm-hmm. that now can't get anything because, you know, it's hard to find a Switch in general right now. Yeah. So it's I, I keep like there's stuff there that I want to do. Right. So like hearing people like friends talk about it, hearing people on podcasts talk about it and the stuff I hear like, you know, the the turnip market and selling them when they're on, when they're higher as opposed to when they're lower and going to other people's islands because their turnip prices are higher. And uh, the, the shady uh, 
art dealer who shows up at your island and you have to look at the paintings and do you know do your own research online because he's going to sell you paintings but only one of them's real and the other ones are are fakes like that's that kind of stuff interests me and i want to do that but it seems like that's so far away from where i'm at and there's all this other stuff that i have to do to get there that i don't want to do because for me when i get on and i pull my weeds i shake the trees i hit the rocks and then i go and sell it all and then i'm using it i guess to pay off my loan so i can have a bigger house and you know i'm crafting some stuff like a table for my house to make it look good i planted some some flowers outside of my house but i want to do this other stuff and one, I don't know how to get there. And two, I know even if I did, it's a long way off, like days and days and weeks, probably. I just don't know if I want to fight through all that to get to what looks like the fun part of the game for me. So I don't know if I'm going to struggle through it or if I'm just going to give up and listen to everybody else have fun when I didn't get to. <laughs> <laughs> like you you joined the game at the right time, at least, because that Easter event was horrible, at yeah, least in my eyes. Yeah. So just be glad that you're you're starting it at a regular time and that you're not just catching, you know, fish eggs. You're actually mm -hmm. catching fish. Right. And I know that Animal Crossing is one of those games that they are updating very regularly with new events to keep people tied in mm -hmm. and to keep them doing this collect-a-thon. But I, I haven't touched it in probably a month. Yeah. Uh, and that's because all these other games that are a lot more engaging came out and kept my attention. And... Yep. While they're not nearly as long as playtime should be for Animal Crossing, they're a lot more interesting to start off with. Right. Your island's going to be covered in weeds when you go back. Yeah. And, and I regret that. I regret the <laughs> fact that when I start up this game, I'm going to be taking 30 minutes to pull weeds. I'm okay with pulling weeds, but isn't there something else? Like, couldn't we get like a lawnmower or something to make it quicker? Like that would be fun. To individually go and press the button to pull every single weed, even though your island's not that big. It's just, it's a lot of time that I don't want to do. And I do have the guy who sits outside now, like the flower guy who will buy my weeds for more money. So that's cool. But I still don't want to pull them all. Yeah, and on top of that too, you know, you're pulling each and every single individual one, and then there's one stuck behind a tree that you yep. can't see. But is it there? You don't know, so you gotta <laughs> you gotta fix the camera. Like there, there are so many. Like reflecting on this game makes me realize somehow sometimes how frustrated I was mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, trying to pick weeds in the camera. I hate the fact that your inventory what you keep in storage in your own house can't be used to craft. You need to go into your storage, pick the items that you want to use to craft and then craft the, <laughs> the, the flimsy ax, for example, I need yeah, to because it keeps breaking. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's those small things that instead of making me want to, to play this game more, they're hindering me yep. because every time I, go to blathers to give him a fossil or to give him bugs it's two separate actions he need i need to assess the fossil and then he and then if it's multiple fossils i can't give it to him right away he won't just take them he gives them back to me and then i have to give it to him <laughs> like there are so many ways that this game could update itself to make it more 
to make it more appeasing to someone who's trying to get into the game for the first time. I hate the fact that I'm going and I can't believe like I'm thinking about this now and it's like an epiphany that just hit me. <laughs> it's I I hate the fact that I have to slog through all of the dialogue every time that I get into that game. I yes. hate the fact I uh, like there is there is no get to the point button in Animal Crossing. <laughs> there it's only it's only small remedial task after small remedial task okay make okay here's a bigger one you know get stuff for start building stuff for all of your um for all the neighbors that want to move to your island and then you don't even get to pick who they are you might hate them and i don't i don't know how you can have an attachment to these neighbors that are not real (laughs) and you put all this time into a game only to hate your neighbors but isn't that a part of life yeah you can't just you can't just make them move you're you're on a deserted island. They just took everything and moved to your deserted island. I just dug up deep-seated hate that you have for this game unintentionally. Yeah, uh, I, have, I haven't I have had to think about this game. But after playing games like Final, Fan- Final Fantasy VII and uh, Persona 5 Royal, where the... You know, in Final Fantasy VII, there is a get-to-the-point button where... Mm-hmm. You know, here's what you need. Here's what you got to get. Go ahead and get it. Yes, I don't need to pick weeds in Final Fantasy VII. I don't need to hit rocks in order to get materia in Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Now I'm done. I'm done. All right. I'm going to get off the Animal Crossing train because we we went way out into left field on that one. <laughs> yeah, we did. Oh, boy, man. <laughs> I'm glad you got that off your chest, though. You should feel yeah, better now. Yeah, apparently I was really heated in that one. <laughs> uh, so uh, Modern Warfare 2 Remastered, that came out a while ago on PlayStation. It just came out this week on or this past week on Xbox. Um, I realized when I bought it and it was downloading i was like i don't really remember the campaign uh and that's all you're getting with this it's 20 bucks but you're just getting the campaign no multiplayer no spec ops and i was thinking about that you know i I know a lot of people were bummed that they weren't remastering the multiplayer like they did with modern warfare like call duty 4 uh but also thinking back on it i don't think you really want them to remaster this game for multiplayer because I don't know how much Modern Warfare 2 you played back in the day, but that multiplayer was broken. Uh, there was the model 1887 shotguns that you could akimbo that could hit across the map. There was the overpowered grenade launchers underneath your guns. There was a lot the of... UN- yep. The UMP was a weapon that I thought yep. was pretty overpowered as yep. well. That's the yep. only gun I ever got to gold. Yep, and then you think about all the times you would run over and kill somebody, and then... You know, you thought you killed them, but guess what? They had last stand, so they fell to the ground, and then they shoot you with their pistol, and you're dead. Uh, There's a lot of that kind of stuff in that game that, you know, was broken, and it was just part of the game that we accepted at the time, and we all enjoyed it. But to go back and play it now, I don't think it would really go over so well. So I don't think we need that. Now, the Spec Ops, though, those missions were great. So if they were to come out with that later, I would be all about that, and I'd probably pay another 10 bucks for that. Um But anyway, going back to the campaign, I don't, you know, as I was starting, I was like, I don't really remember this campaign at all besides the airport scene where you play as a terrorist and kind of shoot everybody because that was a big deal back then. But it took about 30 seconds of the first mission to be like, oh, yeah, I remember this game and I remember how good it was. 
Uh, they did a good job. It looks great. Uh, it's not as good as, you know, Modern Warfare, the newest one that came out, obviously, but it's a lot better than it used to be. And the campaign's still fun. It's one of the better Call of Duty campaigns that I can think of. Probably that one. The first Call of Duty, Call of Duty 4, was probably a good one. And then the Modern Warfare that just came out last year was another good one as well. Um, so going back and getting to play it and have it not look completely terrible has been a lot of fun playing it on the hardest difficulty and you know it's bringing back a lot of good memories for me so for 20 bucks you can't beat it it's definitely a buy for me if you have the nostalgia for modern warfare 2 and maybe even for some of the younger kids who didn't play it it's kind of cool to go back and play that as well and you know they don't get to live the model 1887 pain that we did but that's okay yeah those were rough times they <laughs> they were trying times to say the least they were they were i have i'm thinking about been i've been thinking about getting it only because i i really did like the story in modern warfare 2 mm-hmm. uh and maybe now that i'm done with you know 150 hours in jrpgs i might actually have time to sit down and maybe enjoy a, a four-hour campaign yeah you just have to kind of think about you know we all kind of get tired of Warzone, and if you think about, do you want to take a break from playing Warzone to play more Call of Duty? You have to kind of weigh that because it is yeah. more. It's more Call of Duty. <laughs> I mean, nothing has changed as far as that goes. The guns handle the same. Um, you know, it's not much is different between this Modern Warfare that we got last year and Modern Warfare Two. But it is a very good game. It's a buy for me. I I am enjoying it, and I will definitely play through all of it. It's probably a game that I'll end up getting all the achievements for just because. Um, and then the last game that I played this week was Moving Out. And if you don't know Moving Out, I believe it's the same developer as Overcooked. It is. Uh, yeah. So along the lines of an Overcooked, except you are a moving company. The you know very basic thing is you start out pretty simple. You're going to go to a house. They're going to, you know, you press a button on the controller and it's going to light up the things that you need to move out of the house into the moving truck. You don't have to move everything. And the idea is that you're causing complete chaos. You're breaking their windows. You're knocking their doors off hinges. Uh, And as you go along, it gets progressively harder, just like an overcooked wood. Uh, There's ghosts that'll run around that if you don't slap them will cause you to respawn and drop your, you know, whatever you're carrying. Um, They start adding in, you know, maybe one was, Hey, there's a, there's a stream between the two, so you can't get the stuff wet. And if you go in the water, then you respawn. Uh, they add some stuff like, hey, there's a bridge that goes across to the house, but there's a button on the bridge that, you know, when I did it, this became a this has become a family game for my daughter and my wife. So all three of us have been playing it every night. And we got to the level where there was a bridge that had a switch on either side that you had to stand on. And, you know, I was trying to direct everybody to, hey, you stand on the switch, I'll run across, and then I'll stand on the other side so you can get across. We are doing that back and forth until I realized how dumb I was, and my wife told me that we could just put a box on the switch, and it would keep the bridge up at all times because I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't think that far ahead. But it's definitely a very good couch co-op type game. I do believe it has online co-op as well. It's just a lot of fun. It's, it's, it, for me, it's a game that, came out at the right time because you and I both are, you know, we got through Final Fantasy, you got through Persona, so you're looking for something that, it still requires thought, but it's just a break of what we've normally been playing. 
And for me, this has been the perfect game. It's also on Game Pass, so I, I don't know how much it is on PlayStation or PC. I'm going to assume it's probably like 20 or 30 bucks, but it is well worth the price if you liked Overcooked or any of that type of style of game. So definitely check that out as well. Cool. Yep. And you should probably pick it up too so we can yell at each other about moving things. Yeah, as, <laughs> as long as it's not overcooked, I could I can probably <laughs> handle it. We we've talked we've talked personally about overcooked before mm-hmm. and that and we just we yell at people at that game. Working in the restaurant business has ruined that game for me. Yep. Overcooked will ruin relationships. I think moving out is a more a little bit more laid back. So it won't ruin relationships or friendships at all, but it you'll still do some yelling, trust me. and that's primarily the games we've been playing i know for Mm -hmm. movies uh there there isn't much for either of us to watch right i did just watch the season finale of the clone wars the final season do i need a pen and and paper to write down no no you (laughs) don't (laughs) this the climax of this the of the four episode series here that has been some of the best star wars i've watched it this this was the the downcline. This was the the easing back into the the regularness of you know three and the future. Uh, you know Star Wars three, mm-hmm. Revenge of the Sith, and future Star Wars installments. It was it's a fun ride while it lasted. This episode is a lot more tame, I believe, okay. than the other episodes. So it's I've already said it. I'm not going to say much more. the The Clone Wars is fun. You guys should watch it. That's my that's my spiel. <laughs> okay, you're gonna leave it at that. Yeah, and right. it deserves to be. Okay. So there's only one movie I watched this past week, and I know you watched it as well, which is good. We can both talk about it. And that was mm-hmm. Extraction on Netflix. Yes. Yeah. So go ahead, give me your thoughts. So Extraction, it's it's a really fun Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, of course. Um, <laughs> Is it canon? Is it canon in the Marvel universe? Yeah, I think Chris Hemsworth must have, or Thor must have lost his hammer and mm-hmm. lost his godly abilities. So now he's just a human. You know, that's what happens. Usually, godly figures fall in love with humans. Take, for example, Hercules. He mm-hmm. loses his immortality. So, you know, that that's probably what happened. This is probably after Thor finds love with a human, loses his godly powers. So now he's just <laughs> a rugged, uh, a rugged soldier guy. And uh, the action in it is fun. It's just a mm-hmm. fun movie to get lost in the action with. I thought the ending, while it's supposed to be ambiguous, uh, ambiguous about what the person, about like what the viewer sees, I just, I, I liked, I liked the movie. It yeah. was, uh, it was fun. Some of the lesser actors I thought were also very, very good. Uh, on top of that, so it's, it, it was just, it was just a fun movie. I really liked the female supporting actor. I mm-hmm. can't remember her name, but her name is Nick in the movie. And I just think if they're to make a sequel, I want her leading it. I think she'd be a total badass. Taking uh, more helicopters with RPGs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and 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 sniping dudes because she did get to snipe the general. Spoilers for this movie. She did. So, um, yeah. I mean, this was uh, you know the basic premise of the movie is he's a I guess a mercenary. You know, uh, yeah. uh, he, he gets hired to do jobs and he gets hired to get a, a child of a drug lord who was kidnapped. And to me, like this movie doesn't work unless the actor, the 
child he's not a child actor he's probably in his teens if he can't pull off what he needs to pull off this movie doesn't work because it relies on the relationship between him and chris hemsworth's character and he does a very good job you know showing the emotions of going from being scared to angry to you know having an attachment to chris hemsworth's character uh so to me this is a movie that under normal circumstances, I could have went and saw in a movie theater and walked out completely happy having paid money for it. So the fact yeah. that we got it on Netflix, you know, f- included in your subscription is an added bonus. So nothing yeah, to and, say about it at all. Yeah. And I will say I did look up the actress's name because I did want to do justice by her. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably going to do the exact opposite in pronouncing <laughs> her name. Yes. But it is Golshifta of Farahani. Okay. I think I think I did pretty good there. You did I'm real not, good. I I th- I think it. Uh, but I think if they there's been talk about them doing a prequel film to where mm-hmm. you know they they do something with him, or if they do a sequel, I want her doing it. I want her to be the the complete badass, and I think it would be more refreshing because all we all we really see, and we haven't really seen it since the Lara Croft movie, is this female badass doing you know using the guns doing all the action shots i think i think she would be a really good uh, a really good person to do a sequel with yeah there's been some of those type of movies out there i remember way back in the day you had salt with angelina jolie yeah um, salt there was uh anna that came out i think last year that was along those lines uh mo- more recently there was one with uh not amber heard Maybe it was Amber Heard. I don't know. There's also Amber Atomic. Heard. There's Atomic Blonde too. Now yep, that I'm thinking Atomic about Blonde. it. Yep. So they're out there, but yes, yeah, she would be a good one to make a movie about. Like a, a sequel would be very cool. I would be in for sure. Yeah, and it's uh, it's definitely if you have a Netflix and you're and you like these types of movies, you have to be into action movies to like this. Yes. If you're looking for this drama about uh, about a edgy soldier guy and the team getting to him and all this kind of stuff, you're not going to get that. That is not as prevalent as the action is in in this movie. So. This is a, this man is a Chad running through bad guys. Yep, he's even drinking. <laughs> the first thing he does is drink a beer and jump off a cliff he like does. a Chad. He's so he, this this is a hard boiled Chad. He is a Chad on the outside, but his soft inner words is because he's uh, he's gone through some stuff. Yes, uh, correct. Which has led him to be a Chad, <laughs> the hardest of Chads, the hardest of all Chads. <laughs> but uh, like that's going to be what we primarily watched, and the only thing that I really wanted to get into other than that was AMC theaters are apparently going to be boycotting Universal movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this sparked because of the Troll World Tour movie being released directly to to home streaming services. Whether it's – I have, I know you said you watched it. What streaming – did you get it from a streaming service? Yeah, I mean you could order it directly through – like for me, right through the Xfinity box. Um, okay. I don't know. I don't know exactly where they were getting it from. I know I, there was a couple other places you could as well. And, you know – as far as that goes, like they had came out and said like, Hey, we made over a hundred million dollars very quickly on this movie. And that's kind of how they were going, basically saying that, Hey, we don't need movie theaters. And obviously AMC took offense to that, (laughs) but I was trying to think of, you know, if that happens for us, you know, in our area, it's not AMC. So it doesn't directly affect us, but universal, I was trying to go through and think about what movies they had coming out 
and I know Fast and Furious would be one of them, but I was having a hard time thinking of what other movies they have coming out. Yeah, I, I feel like probably a lot of things are developed under the Universal flag, um, but not, uh, right. but maybe even our projects in the works, or you know, everything's delayed right now. Yeah, I'm trying so, to look here. So you have Fast and Furious, you have a Jurassic World, you have the James Bond movie is a big one. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that means you can't go see it in the uh, the big D theater because they no. won't be it. <laughs> Everything is ruined. AMC, what are you doing? Uh, other than that, it's a lot of smaller stuff, but obviously those are big. Those are big. Jurassic Park, James Bond, and Fast and Furious. Those are big movies to, for, them yeah, to say, for them to say that they're not going to carry it. Those are big moneymakers for them. This means I'm going to have to spend like a thousand plus dollars on a home theater entertainment system <laughs> in an apartment that's way too small for the stuff I have now. Yes. So it's uh, I'm really sorry upstairs neighbors, but I I, I, I got to see James Bond in the way it was meant to be seen. Well, then you, need, you should just go to an IMAX or something. Make yeah, which. Yeah, maybe uh, IMAX aren't necessarily close to us, I don't believe, but I, right. I, I have to check. I've never actually looked for an IMAX. Yeah. And then also I had like a side note here that I just came across. So the movie New Mutants, which has been delayed and pushed like I don't even know how many times now, at least three. Oh, yeah, um, I have. I do remember hearing yep, about that movie. Yep. Kind of a, a horror take on the, you know, the mutant side of Marvel. But there was a listing on Amazon for a pre-order for the movie. And that came down. Uh, I think it was either today or yesterday. So it went up real quick and then it went down real quick, which is leading people to believe that this was a movie that was supposed to come out last year. It got pushed. It was supposed to come out at the beginning of this year. It got pushed again into the summer of this year. And now it got pushed indefinitely. So after this pre-order going up and then immediately disappearing, leading people to think that they're going to just release this for streaming fairly soon and yeah. just, and just say, you know what? Let's just, it's been done for, I think, two years now is when they finished filming. Let's just get it out there because they don't want to sit on it anymore. Um, that could mean that the could mean that the movie is terrible or that they just want to make some of the money back eventually. So we'll see. Yeah. And on top of that, like we're, we're definitely seeing a void in the superhero type movies that mm -hmm. a lot of um, that, that we're we were so used to getting yearly. But uh, I think I think if there's a time to release maybe an odd superhero movie, it's probably going to be to be right about now yeah. uh, in order to fill that void in which a lot of people want to fill. Yeah, we're coming up on summer and, you know, there's there's no summer movies this year. They all got pushed. So perfect time for them to release it when nothing else is coming out and probably make a decent amount of money that they maybe wouldn't have made if it came out traditionally in theaters. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't think they'll make a hundred million dollars, but they could make maybe their budget back. Yeah, and I, I have a feeling that a movie you've worked three to four years on, you probably <laughs> aren't hoping to make your budget back unless it's something you know crazy, right? Because you've probably had people working on this film for more than more than a couple of years. So mm -hmm. let's, you know, if if that's the case and they're going to go straight to video, hopefully it's worth it, and they do the hopefully the people that do work on this and do a good job on it, if the film's good, hopefully get the recognition they deserve for it. Yeah, absolutely. 
But other than that, other than that, that's all we got for this week's podcast. I know a lot of gaming for sure. If you guys wanted a more gaming centric podcast, this was it for you. I didn't expect to go on an Animal Crossing rant, but we did. (laughs) So do we um, need to have a separate Animal Crossing podcast for you to vent or are you good now? No, that's that's good. <laughs> I, I have we already we already might talk two hours about Final Fantasy seven. So yep. we should probably I should probably save up that pentagression for whatever I have of that game. Sure. But I want to thank you all for listening again. We're hopefully going to start with the game season coming up. Hopefully some more videos come out. If you guys like it, you're gonna get more of us. Mm-hmm. And just remember to share and subscribe on any of the listening on the uh, on listening devices, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcast, we're on Anchor. So uh, just do if you can do your part to help us grow. And trust me, it karma comes full circle. Yep. It's it, it'll help it'll help everybody if uh, if we can if more people would listen to us. I believe, but make sure if you have any questions or hypotheticals for us. T- to i know i know I, I, and i actually just thought of this right up in my head Uh-oh. i'll have a hypothetical for us next week okay uh i think it would just be fun i'm taking it from game informers podcast uh and i think i think we'll have fun with it too so i'm not going to spoil it this is okay. a this is a cliffhanger that you, <laughs> you'll have to you'll have to come next week to listen to tune in next time Yep, and follow us on Twitter, which is at high hi underscore sensitivity, and go ahead and uh, email us, which is high sensitivity podcast podcast gmail Thank you, Craig. I always yep. can't remember if it's gaming or podcast. One of these I, days, I'm gonna yep. write it down. High sensitivity podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We're all over the place. Yep, you can definitely get you can definitely get in touch with us as well. Mm-hmm. So after this, I expect a huge amount of friend invites coming my way to play uh, Ghost Recon. Yep. So I'm gonna go prepare my Xbox for whatever mass amount of friend invites I'm going to get after this there we goes go. out. <laughs> and that's farewell from us. Have a good one, guys. See you later.